This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, it's 12.05 on the fan. All in time here, Teak. This is... uh, Something I think we can all agree on. I, listen, you don't have a quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to win. Uh, there's no way around that statement. If your quarterback's not good, you're cooked. If you have a good quarterback, you're going to be better, but you're not going to win a championship. And you're not going to be consistently in the mix for a championship. Right? You're not going to be championship viable. If you have a great quarterback, you are. Just look at who's playing this weekend. Look around all the circumstances of the NFL. Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. He might eventually be a really good quarterback. I'm not so sure about that, which is why I'm all in on making sure that I've got another plan here in place. Now, I listen, scouting is subjective. I don't know what I don't know what they think about some of the young quarterbacks coming out. I don't I have no idea. And the Giants are picking in the mid-20s. They'd have to maybe make some moves if it's a Will Levitz, if it's a Richardson, whatever. I don't know. But all I know is when I hear Brandon Bean correctly talk about how the Bengals have a model that is built for more success than his team does the Bills because his quarterback, with well, the other quarterback, is on their first deal still in Joe Burrow, uh, that resonates with me. When I look at the evil Eagles and how they dismantle the Giants, just systematic, just a complete, just a takedown this past week, and I sit there and I say, hmm. He made about a million dollars. Daniel Daniel Jones might make around $35 million. I am all in on being okay, being okay with the Giants' plan of of internally maybe attacking this offseason in the most unconventional manner. It's interesting because Brandon Bean's right, but he's also making an excuse. Because you think about the last few years, the Los Angeles Rams – Mortgage their future, won a Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Buccaneers bring in Tom Brady, and and you know he wasn't making peanuts for sure. In fact, I think he made the most that he ever made as a Buck because he always was taking below market deals with the with the New England Patriots. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won a Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs paid Patrick Mahomes a half a billion dollars. Obviously, it was a very team friendly deal. Definitely was a team friendly deal because I think he he was his AAV was like lower than a lot of other you know even substars. But still, they paid him. He won a Super Bowl. The New England Patriots. Tom Brady certainly wasn't on a new rookie contract at that point. The Philadelphia Eagles. They did it with Nick Foles. It was a it's different, but they they also had a rookie contract. So I think that there are nuances to how you have to build a winner. 
And to me, winning is something that you grasped and you don't let hold of. And starting over with a young quarterback, to, it just it's unappealing. And it 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 you can't guarantee a winner in in that. Like you might get lucky and get one, but you can't guarantee a winner on that. So to me, I'm all in on the Giants just building on what they started this year. Now, this is why Joe Shane has the most important job of anybody in the Giants organization right now, whether it's the new scouting department, whether it's, you know, Wink or Dable or in, in Kafka evaluating what went wrong and, and, and evaluating what they need. But Joe Shane has got to make the right decision on Daniel Jones, which I think is pay him, but also build around him because that's the way to keep this, this feel-good winning story growing and becoming more relevant and more viable for division championship and potentially a Super Bowl championship. All right. 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney on the fan inside of our Town Fair Tire Studio. Our friends at Town Fair remind you that you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair. Nobody. All right. Let's get to the phones. Back to you. Let's get to... uh, how about Colin in Mayapack? He's on the fan. What's up, Colin? How are you? Hey, guys. Tiki and Tierney. I'm a huge fan. I'm What's a up, 50 dude? year old giant fan. Love it. Uh, hi, guys. Tiki, so much. Thank you so much for what you gave to us. Uh, I have a guy that no one is talking about. It's a free agent running back for the New York Giants. All right. Let's hear right? it. Okay. Alexander Madison. Madison was, where was he? Was he, he was Minnesota? Up, he was backing up Dalvin Cook. Minnesota. Minnesota. He's five foot eleven, two hundred and fifteen pounds. He's twenty four years old. Hmm. He's coming off of his four year rookie contract. They did not re sign him. He's an unrestricted free agent. Interesting. Get him because he's on the cheap. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at his market value and right let's now. Let's take one go. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Let's take one go. Listen, you cannot allocate the money at the running back position that he deserves. You got to let him go. Take the compensation pick and sign a guy like Madison. He's ready to be the bell cow. Get him on the cheap and use that money and spread it around the rest of the team accordingly. It's a quarterback wide receiver league now. Yeah, it's interesting, Matt. I, I mean, I remember Thanks, Madison um, a couple of times this year had some big some big games. He didn't get a ton of carries, obviously, because Dalvin Cook's the guy, but I mean, you almost have to get lucky if you do that, right? Like he just he has to then now evolve into uh, not not Saquon because nobody's going to be that good, but he almost would have to evolve into like a, a facsimile of what Saquon Saquon was. And just, I don't know if you can guarantee that unless it's on the cheap and you don't you don't mind. You can't guarantee it, but yeah. that's why I'm I'm a big fan of you drafting, know just drafting. Yeah. Draft somebody, give them peanuts. You know, it's going to be tough. It'd be tough to see Saquon walk out the door. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that that might be the most direct route to really – they got to fix a I lot I mean, look, I, I hate this running back conversation. I really do because it's like like crime on my position type of thing. But think about, like, the, the examples where a guy's gotten really paid um, at running back. Zeke. Zeke is one. And what happened a year later or two years later after he got paid? Tony. 70% of what he was. And, to- and they, they draft Tony Pollard. Yep. And he's better than him. Yep. Let's right? get to C-Mac. C-Mac. Three years of injuries. Injuries. And they draft uh, Chuba Hubbard yeah. from Oklahoma State. And guess what? After Christian McCaffrey left, the, 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 the Panthers started running the ball mm. a, a little bit. It was too, he had another guy in the backfield back there. But still, my point is, it's like you pay these running backs and – all it takes is 
one or two injuries and the contract doesn't become worth it anymore, right? Whereas if you if you pay a tackle and he misses, I don't know, five, four games, four or five games, you know what? He's probably still going to be pretty good for the next six, seven years. Like a running back, you can't guarantee it's going to be worth it if, if, if injury becomes an issue. And for running backs, injury is always an issue. I don't care how great you think you are, longevity at the position is not guaranteed. It's indisputable. I mean, there's a whole database of names that back up what Tiki just said. He's, he's absolutely right. Uh, let me get Ryan out in Denver. He's going to check in on the free Odyssey app. Ryan is on the fan with Tiki and Tierney. Ryan, go ahead, buddy. What's up, Ryan? What's up, boys? How are you? We're good. Yourself? Good, man. Good. Hanging in there. Where'd you watch the game, Brian? Now, I forgot. You're a, we know you're a huge Giants fan out there. Did you go yep. out to watch the game? Did you Did you watch it in the crib? I forgot. Dude, I'm a, I'm a psycho Giants fan. I got to be home, man. You don't want me out in public. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Go ahead. Gotcha. <laughs> so, no, I was at home. But a couple couple quick points. The caller right before me uh, hit it on the nose. You, you know, you can't, you can't pay Saquon. Um, you know, I, I actually love the kid Madison from, from, the from the Vikings. I think that'd be a great pickup, but even, you know, having Breed on the squad again next year and even given, you know, Brightwell some, some additional carries, he carried the ball well when he, when he, when he did have opportunities this year. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think that Joe Shane <coughs> and the staff have been very clear on how they're going to build the team and it's in the trenches, mm-hmm. right? Um, you, you know, he, he doesn't talk about it as much. Um, but, but I think that, you know, what you're going to see in this upcoming draft is more of what you saw last year, right? A couple offensive linemen building out the defensive line, maybe an edge, you know, putting pressure on the quarterback and protecting the quarterback. You pay Daniel Jones pretty much what he wants. BT, I'm with you. You don't pay him 40 million bucks, but you got to lock him up because everybody knows it's a quarterback driven league and it always will be. Um, but I think that that's not getting talked about enough is, is the emphasis on, the offensive and defensive lines. If you look at what happened in that Eagles game, again, another caller earlier on touched on it. They got beat up. They got pushed around. They got knickknacked for five, six, seven yards at a time. And before you knew it, it was second and three on every on every Eagles drive. Yep. And I think you just got to continue to build depth on both those sides, uh, you know, the ball. And you know, to, to add on to that, you know, another guy that I don't think gets talked about enough on the Giants staff is is Brandon Brown. Right, the guy that came over from the Eagles, he 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 has just a, a tremendous knack for for you know. Yeah, you're talking about the assistant GM. Yeah, yep. yeah, the assistant GM. Yep, um, and he doesn't get talked about enough. I'm very surprised. Luckily, this year there's not a whole lot of GM openings. Um, but, uh, you know, the Giants need to hang on to him. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Because uh, uh, the other thing, and appreciate your call, Ryan. Good stuff. The the Giants, and and again, this isn't sexy to talk about, but it's what the Giants have to talk about, and we'll move off of it because nobody wants to talk about offensive linemen. But if you don't do that right, and sometimes you just got to get lucky, right? You know what I mean? Like, we got lucky with Richie Soyberg, and I'm just going back to my era again. Um, Luke Pettigrew was a first-rounder. Notre Dame. Yep. Um, uh, Sean O'Hara we kind of got lucky with because he was – I forgot where he was prior to us. but Browns, I think. Yeah, I think, I think it was the I think Browns. It was Cleveland. But he was so smart. Like, he just – he was the perfect, like, anchor, mm-hmm. like, in the middle of the offensive line for us. So sometimes you got to get a little bit lucky, but then you got to go draft the strongest dude I've ever seen in Chris Nee. Right? Some, you just got to draft those guys and and spin the, spin the resources. And it's not sexy, but it pays off in time. And if you have that that core, 
then you can build much easier because it makes the job easier for the running backs, makes the job easier for the quarterbacks, but it makes it easier for wide receivers, and it makes it easier for the defense because you sustain drives. Like it's not sexy, but you got to do it. Yeah, well, you're just not going to win without it. No, that, that's a given. That's I don't need to even waste time to even try to challenge that. You're again, you're right. Um, to what I think makes this offseason very unique for the Giants. Challenging, but also very interesting how we all process it mm-hmm. is this. It's not this, all right, natural progression where all these pieces are in place, but they were so young, but you get a little bit better, more familiar with the system. Here we go. Giants take that logical next step. Let me give an example. Let's say the Jets managed to score a touchdown or two in the final three games, and the Jets somehow made the playoffs, right? And even if they got waxed in the first game, we would be able to sit here and say, and we don't need to run down the names. We know who they are. We've thrown them out there a million times. But you know the names. We can sit here and just spout out name after name after name why the Jets should theoretically, unless they have you know catastrophic injuries, mm-hmm. be good for a while. Yeah. There's a natural progression with the players they drafted, the explosive skill position, et cetera. You're not going to sit here and say that about the Giants. Yeah, it was an unnatural jump. <laughs> exactly. So it makes it almost... It makes it hard to evaluate where you actually are. Because there's no right, there's no one right way. Yeah, yeah. You can really attack this a few different ways. You can bring back Saquon, you can let him go. <laughs> you could give Dandy 35, you could draft somebody that you like and give him 900,000. Now, that might not work, but it might. Work for the Eagles. You know, you might say, man, Hodgins, boy, he showed enough. He might be a real number two. Or maybe he's actually a number three. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Uh, but I do know it's an, it's, um, not that it's undesirable, but you know it's, it's funny. It's, it's I don't fun. have great clarity on which direction they should absolutely it's, go. I know what you're saying. It almost it almost would be fun. Like if it, if this was my job, I think it would be fun to sit down and nobody would would sign up for this. But I love doing this nowadays. Yeah, because I call games and I study tape. I would love to just go evaluate every player, every play. You know, and and that's what these coaches are going to have to do. Right, the, the assistant coaches. This is in the scouts. This is what they're going to have to do. Every game, every player. Let's evaluate what's going on with with and and why we should or shouldn't keep these guys. Like that would be fun for the Giants. Well, hold on a second. Well, let's make it happen. I mean, you, you know Shane, you know Dable. No, no, you're <laughs> yeah, laughing. You're a former Giant. You call games for CBS. Mm-hmm. What the hell's stopping you? Nothing. Let's get Nothing. you on the payroll. Honestly, <laughs> hire you. That's a good idea. Put you on the payroll. Bring you to the building. Watch the film. You don't say it on the air because you don't want mm-hmm. to just rip people apart. Yeah. You tell them what you see. This guy's not going to work. This guy doesn't have it. This kid you got to keep. Done deal. Yeah. I'm going to do it anyways by myself. But you're not going to get paid. I know. <laughs> I should actually get paid for How this. I parlay this into some cash. Uh, exactly. I don't think it's that hard. I think I just gave the Giants uh, a lifeline to it. Call Tiki. He wants to do it. He's got the resources. You have the need. Done deal. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, Talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Number 62 for Aaron Rod, for uh, Aaron Rod, Aaron Judge. Now you get to sit up on the Chase Bridge for the uh, next Cavaliers. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, it's 1227 on the Fan. I said Roger, and I was just watching something on TV. I think he's coming, man. Mm. Let me at least put it this way. I think he's going somewhere. 
I think, uh, yeah. I do. It feels like it's lost its, it's, it just feels time. Yep. That he leave Green Bay. And it's not any knock on Green Bay or the fans or anything or the organization. Because I think they're actually in pretty decent shape organizationally. They got some good players on that team. But it just feels expired with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why. <laughs> That's remember, you know the commercial, the uh, the ant is in the house and she's going through. Expired, 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 expired. She's going through like the salad, the uh, the salad store, the uh, the dressing and everything. Mm-hmm. Expired milk, expired. It's a big. It's an awful lot of house to try to keep clean. Aaron Rodgers expired, expired. Yeah, I mean, listen, and there's also a model here now. Not that this will necessarily influence his decision, but like if I'm Aaron Rodgers. I think it's a little bit easier to digest possible change because you saw Tom Brady do mm-hmm. it. You saw Peyton Manning do it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind Hell, of you even saw new... Matt Stafford do it. No. Yeah, but I don't put him in that category, I Stafford. But, but yeah, still. But he has, and he won a championship. <sighs> Montana so, did it in his, in his day. Yeah, that's true. Montana did it with Kansas City. Uh, it's been done. I mean, Namath wound up going to the Rams. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he processes it quite the same way. Yeah, but you're talking about the guys that went elsewhere and got, had Pretty high success. It's about all-time, undeniable, indisputable icons. Now, Joe Namath is a New York icon and an NFL icon because of the guarantee. But statistically, he's nowhere near. I mean, yeah, people saying Joe shouldn't even be a Hall of Famer. That conversation's mm-hmm. come up. I mean, I believe he's got a, a one or two. I think, I think he's got more picks than touchdowns. Yeah, but it's How, also, can you double-check that, Joe? It's funny Joe because Namath, I Joe, Joe Namath is one of those. The, the history of the game is where it is because of Joe Namath. That's right. That's why our boy's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, even if it is that, that is what it is. Yeah. Right? It's not statistic-driven. He's in think... two Hall of Fames, Joe. Is he? He should be. <laughs> That's the word on the street back in the day. <laughs> he should be. He should be. Yeah, he should be. be. You know? Yeah, but... it's 173 to 220. That boy, that big of... Oof. Not even sucks. close. Hey, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what did you say? That gets only fired. <laughs> Expired. <laughs> Uh, let's get back to the phones here, Teak. A lot of Giants talk, understandably. 877-337-6666. You know what? We've been asked this question before. Uh, I don't want to assume that everybody's heard the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've obviously gone through it with Tiki many times over our career, but Chris and Jackson, he's got an interesting question for number 21. Go ahead, Chris. What What's do up, you got? Chris? Uh, hey, guys. Big fan of the show. Uh, Tiki, I'm just going to throw some compliments at you. I'm going to take this opportunity. We were you, you're, you're brushing in and out of Hall of Fame talk today. How is it possible that you are not wearing a yellow jacket? I've looked <sighs> over all the stats. Yeah, you are comparable, if not better, than a lot of these guys. And talk about going out on top, you crushed it. But that's also part of the narrative today, why I'm not in. <laughs> Just telling you, I understand. I understand. We need to f- figure out a way to change this narrative. I don't know whose dog you kicked. On the way to the Hall of Fame administration. None. But None. I was friends with all those guys. Look, I, I I tell people jokingly, when my brother gets in, then I'll have reason to follow him into the Hall of Fame. Just like I, we, I followed him uh, as the second of, of two uh, for my mom. Um, he's seven minutes older than me. But you know, it's honestly because of the position that we've been talking about all day, Saquon Barkley and the running back. It's just I, I was right. a different kind of back. I mean, I wasn't traditional. I wasn't 6'2". You know, run the ball 35 times between the tackles and grind your way to success. I, w- I mean, I was more of a, re- a receiver and a, and, a, and a punt returner earlier in my career. I didn't become a great runner until late. 
Right, I would still, right. Well, you had more receptions than a lot of Hall of Fame wide receivers. Also, <laughs> I mean, you know, we talked about these famous guys, this McCaffrey and Barkley. I mean, I'm a Giant fan, 55 years. Yeah, all I do, 24/7. But why is he more famous than you ever were? You know, we should be we social media talking about you constantly. Social and media, McCaffrey, 1,300 yards. You went out on Mount Everest. Yeah, 1,600 and change. And all, you know, four-digit rushing yards every year before that. Yeah. I no, mean, you it... were a threat every time that ball touched your hand. I waited. And how many 200-yard games? The Kansas City game? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is their to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. The Washington game, come on, man. Yeah. What yeah. are they doing? They, well, you it, stop yelling at him. I mean, if it was up to him, <laughs> if it was up to me, we'd put him in. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I look, I, I wish it was as easy as it sounds. It's just, it's just not. It just, you just got to win over a whole room. I appreciate your call, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for the love. A lot of people wonder about that, so I wanted to give them yeah, that chance it's, to set up. It's, it's, it's hard to get into the Hall of Fame. Like for, like, for instance, we were talking about this. You were joking about my brother's going to find out in the next couple days here, and, and then you'll know because I'll know. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother's been. On a on the ballot, uh, let's five, see. I think it's been at least five years. It, no, like the next it's, ballot. It's, Wait, no, yeah, you yeah, made yeah. the cut. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, it might be a decade, almost a decade. Maybe it's nine years or eight years. He's been a finalist twice or three times. But my brother is 
he changed the way that the nickel position is played and viewed in the NFL. It used to be like an afterthought position, but the game was changing when Rondé was asked to do all the stuff that he was asked to do. He's got hundreds of tack, thousands of tackles, you know, sacks, you know, interceptions, returns for touchdowns. He's he was one of the most impactful corners of his generation. Yet it's hard for him to get in because a Darrell Revis comes along. And Darrell Revis in people's minds, the narrative, I'm going to keep coming back to that word because that's what's most important in the NFL Hall of Fame, is Darrell Revis is a first ballot Hall of Famer. So if he's on the ballot and Rondé's been sitting there waiting, who's getting in? Revis is going to get Revis. in. Revis. And so Rondé, not letting two cornerbacks in when they only let five. It's a max of five. It's not letting two cornerbacks in when all these other guys are, mm-hmm. are still sitting there. Um, wide receiver Torrey Holt still waiting and... You know, I forget who else is on this on this on this finalist list. Uh, Allen, Jared Allen, not Jared Allen. What's his name from Minnesota? That yeah, Jared Allen. Jared Allen, defensive end. Yeah, Demarcus uh, uh, Ware. Yep. from the Cowboys. Like it's just it's just hard. Yeah, it just, and it's just hard to make the finals. What's What's weird though about your situation is that usually New York athletes benefit from more hype, not less. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't get local hype. That's why. Yeah. Well. I think what it comes down to it, and, and people who know what they're talking about, obviously, yeah. include you. You know, I don't even, I, I'm curious how you answer this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm not a big memorabilia guy. I've got, uh, I yeah, got yeah. a few things, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. Like in my man cave, I've got a couple of jerseys signed Mattingly, Namath, Bernard King. In my office, um, I've got a, a framed picture of Bob Feather, who I met, uh, World War II hero, great pitcher, uh, Joe Klecko helmet, Hank Aaron Ball. I, I'm saying that not to brag, but I, I, there's a couple things where guys are not in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. like my Mattingly stuff, yeah. right? Can you speak very briefly, if you even know, to the monetization of what, it, to be able to write down oh, those yeah, it's letters. Huge. It's huge. H-O-F. It like, al- Mattingly it right now can't doubles, write that. It almost doubles the, the the value of your memorabilia. It's got to. Because it's it now becomes unique again. You know what I mean? So if you have a Tiki Barber jersey, and at the time you had it, say, in 19, or 2000 and, I don't know, 10, yeah, it was. It's kind of cool. Oh, Tiki signed it. He's all-time leading rusher. That's cool. But if it's now you have an autographed jersey, same jersey, mm-hmm. same autograph, and it says Hall of Fame on it, HOF. It's it's twice the value. Yeah, and so it changes. It well, that's exactly it changes economically stuff. what it means for the memorabilia world and also for the athlete. Yeah, it's it no definitely question. does. Yeah, no, I got does. you. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. You know, there's some things that, that kind of piss you off, but you just have to own. I came across one of them, Teak. Oh, did this piss me off. Go ahead. But there's really not much I could say to refute it. <laughs> Go ahead. I'd like to. So, on the national level, there's somebody by the name of Colin Cowherd. You've probably heard of him. Yes, I have. I mean, I say that because we both know him. Mm-hmm. Good guy. Uh, maybe it seems like he's mailing it in a little bit these days. He's getting a lot of stuff wrong. Uh, it's, <laughs> it seems. Yeah, but, there was something the other day yeah, I know, we talked so about. Basic. Like, guy was talking about a guy who wasn't even on the team for a year. Yeah. Either way, whatever. I like him. Um uh, you know, different kind of show than ours, whatever, but but successful, no doubt. And, and, a, and a pretty good dude. But he tweets this yesterday. Okay. Right? He's got a picture of Aaron Rodgers superimposed in Jets gear. <laughs> right? Kind of like me with the Giants gear. And he writes, he honestly looks less talented in this jersey. 
<laughs> That's so. And the crazy thing is, he's, he's not, not wrong. <laughs> now I don't know if I'm seeing that because I'm just so jaded. I don't love these new uniforms. Oh, I gotta look. That he up. looks older. <laughs> he looks weathered. You know, he looks cooked. He looks like a scrub, almost. <laughs> like, and and I say that not because of you know you doctor up a little imagery here. But it's high time this narrative changes. And the only way the narrative changes is to, one, draft a star. And apparently they didn't do that with Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm. Draft somebody who could be a star and develop an into a star, which apparently is not happening either. Or just say, screw it. I'm going out and I'm buying a star. Yeah, you should do that. Yes. Do that. <laughs> that and seems do. to be the route. That's funny. This is so I mean, look at it, though, right? <laughs> he does. He looks worse. <laughs> It's the white jersey. It's, yeah. be, it's because it's. I don't. It's funny because Garrett Wilson, I think, looks great in the white jersey. Oh, absolutely. And sauce, so does sauce. sauce looks like yeah, yeah, yeah. dope in the white uh -huh. jersey. Quinnen. <laughs> but I don't love the white jersey. Yeah. Just a, something about it. What just, don't you like about it? The the I, little I zigzag think, green things on the shoulder. Yes, that's exactly that's weird. It's just. It makes it look futuristic, USFL. -ish. Yes, yes, I agree with that. <laughs> so, I agree with that. I, it's not necessary. Let me just try to like <laughs> obscure those. Yeah, it's not necessary. But something about it makes it look. They messed up the uniform. Aaron Rodgers does look worse <laughs> that jersey. I, but I think I, if it was the green one, if you put the green one on, it'd probably be different. Uh, maybe I, not. Maybe it's different. funny though. He he honestly looks less talented in this jersey, <laughs> and it's really hard to refute that. I'd like to. But I don't know that I can. <laughs> That's funny. Hob, you're a Jets guy, allegedly. Uh, when you saw Cow <laughs> <laughs> when you saw Cowherd's tweet, did can you really challenge that? Like this is what's wrong. He looks worse. But this is what's wrong with with the Jets is they have to write the narrative because I can't stand it. I can't stand people like Colin Coward throwing that garbage out there. We have to we have to find a way to defend it. You're, he's right. He looks ugly in the Jets jersey, but. Yeah. If he wins the Super Bowl, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, yes, but right it now like. it's indefensible, which is why I can't mount anything that's legitimate. Where I, you know, I could rant and rave and do some phony bit, but he's not wrong. <laughs> I know he ain't wrong. <laughs> they got to prove it. They've got to make people like that eat those images. Well, the problem is too. Like even when I put on a Jets jersey, you say I don't look like a Jets fan. You know, I put yeah. a Giants jersey. You go, oh, you look like a Giants fan. Like it's the narrative's got to change. We got to need the need the Jets fans to look. Appropriate. We need the Jets look, players to look appropriate. You can't mm. look like a winner until you actually are a winner, right? That's what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you an example. Think about you know the year before the Yankees won the World Series, the last one, which was obviously 2009. That prior World Series, the then Tampa Bay Devil Rays were in the World Series. All right, Longoria, those studs, 2008. Mm -hmm. Now before that, those those uniforms, I just thought like yeah. Wade Boggs or. Yeah. You know, Conseco. They look like loser uniforms. Yeah, that's what they, they just, were. you know, and I don't even know if they were exactly the same uniforms, you know, but they just didn't feel right until they actually got to the World Series. You know what the the other perfect and more probably more pertinent example is? Because everybody can relate to this. Bucks. The Buccaneers. Yeah. Those creamsicle uniforms were garbage. They looked terrible because they sucked in them. And then the Buccaneers won a Super Bowl. Ronde Super Bowl back mm -hmm. in 02. With the pewters. It, and then they threw back. Oh, yeah. Like, they went to the pewter and, and whatever, the bait, whatever the, the red is, the pewter and red and uh, silver, and 
Then they had the throwbacks. All of a sudden, oh, they're hot. That cream sickle, throwbacks, that fire. Cream sickle didn't look terrible. No, anyway. it didn't. It <laughs> so didn't. Funny. You saw the cream sickle. You saw Alvin Harper stealing money. <laughs> but then, then they won. You're like, oh, these things are dope. I got to get one of these. I know. <laughs> 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney here on the fan. Let's get back to you, Rich in South Jersey. What's cooking there, Richie? What's up, Rich? Hey guys, how you doing? We're good, man. Hey, Yourself? Rich. Good. Uh, let me let me finish this. Uh, you, you're right. The most important man in the room right now is Joe Shane. Yep. Now I have some doubts. You have doubts let's, about Joe Shane? Why? That's this is why. Let me let me tell you. Go ahead. Uh, he made two first, actually three first round picks. I think he, last year Wondell Robinson may have been a first round pick, but don't hold me to that. Well, he yeah. was. Yeah, the he two was. first round picks were K I T. Yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau. Neal. Yep. And Evan Neal. Evan Neal, in the last, uh, I don't know how many years, the Giants drafted in the first round two offensive tackles. Mm-hmm. One was Andrew Thomas. Yep. One, one was Eric Flowers. Evan Neal is trending, trending, and I'll show you some stats, more like Eric Flowers than Andrew Thomas. I mean, Andrew Thomas improved in the second half of his first year. Greatly improved. Oh, greatly yes. improved. Yes, yes greatly that's true. improved. No doubt. E- Evan Neal, I saw some fa- stats. He got worse after he came back. He got worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he his was protection hurt. rate was yeah. worse. Yeah, he was hurt. He was I don't remember exactly what his injury was, but you're not yeah, you're yeah. not wrong about that. By the way, just to Eric Flowers. Eric Flowers turned into a pretty good guard. Different position. I exactly. understand that. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah, and and and, and, and and the issue with Flowers is that his I remember it's talking about this, his arms were short. Like he had he had shorter arms than than a lot of big tackles. And so he just couldn't he couldn't punch you know without the guy getting into his chest. Evan Neal mm-hmm. also had an MCL injury, which for a big dude, that's that that's troublesome. It's because it's compromising to your ability to play the position. So I don't think we can give up on Evan Neal after a, a rough rookie season because uh, he right. was elite when he was in college and he was a monster of a of a mm-hmm. he's a monster of a man. I think you got to give him another year before you start you know saying that was I'm, a bad draft pick. I think Wandell's going to be fantastic and Kayvon Thibodeau had one of the best rookie seasons of a, of an end despite the lack of numbers because uh, people aren't talking about what he, the other things that he did. It, I think I think all three picks are justified and I I can't give up on them yet. We we can't give up on them. We don't know for sure. We well, I think you know about Thibodeau, but yeah, I mean, I I think there's truth we in what Rich is saying to, to an extent. To an extent, yeah, but Flowers. he was just. I mean, he's his his well, work, his so work ethic was bad. I mean, uh, yeah, I appreciate so, you, Richie. Thanks, Rich. Yeah, Eric Flowers yeah. was a that was a, that was a bad pick. Oh. That was a bad pick. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of negative energy around that. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I think Rich is. Rich could be right. I think he'll probably be half right. Yeah. Uh, I, it's I mean, the only thing, the one thing about too definitive I, for I, me. I, I I hate that um, Wandell tore his ACL. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to say the kid's a bust? He got hurt. Well, not only that, but you just never know. Like some guys come back from ACLs and they have zero issues. Oh, I see what you're saying. Other guys come back and it's just it just it's just a little bit different. Well, he's small. He's not going to win 50-50 yeah. balls. Yeah, His yeah. game is predicated on burst uh, and speed and, and change of direction. Yeah, so they're just always a little bit different. 
So Yeah, I hope Brees Hall's not different. He could be different, too. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing, and especially because he's a running back. Mm-hmm. Now, there's been running backs that toward ACLs. I mean, Frank Gore tore both of them. AP? I mean, he's just a, he's a thorough brother. Yeah, AP was different, though. You do to do a horse. He was different. Um, so I, I just I, – I hate kids that tear their ACLs rookies because you just don't know. I mean, That's it could true. be nothing or it could be a lot. Yeah, Greg's in Rotway, and uh, he's on the fan with Tiki and Tierney. What's going on, Greg? Hey, afternoon, BT. What's up, Greg? Uh, What's happening, man? Uh, the draft. You there? Yeah, we're here. What about the draft? Uh, I think you ought to use all the draft picks on offensive linemen and uh, wide receivers with top-end speed, like 4-2. Yeah, I mean, and we'll see if there's any of those guys in this draft. I'm not sure there are. I mean, I there's, some, there's some big players. I don't, I don't know in, if there's any 4-2 I guys. I want to be able to score some points. We don't score enough points. Yeah, you got to stretch you the know? field. You got to protect the quarterback. Another, you got to stretch the field. Football yeah, simple, right? Another point is, uh, well, Philadelphia was doing pretty good against us uh, last week, but uh, one of the announcers at the end of the game said we looked like we were slow. <laughs> and there was another guy that said that about twenty years ago when you played in the Super Bowl, Brian Billick. Yeah, he yeah. said we knew we could beat them because they looked slow. Mm, and one other point, do you think Saquon might wind up with Dallas? No, I don't think he's going to end up in Dallas. Dallas. Uh, I, I don't see that one. Appreciate your call, Greg. Dallas. I heard. Uh. I've heard. Balt. If he, I've heard, if he doesn't sign here, Baltimore, and um, was it Denver? I can't. There was, was two teams that they were. Baltimore was definitely one that are in the market for a running back. I think it was maybe it was Denver, but I can't remember at this point. But they just drafted one. So, oh, could you imagine him rolling in with a star on his helmet to play no. the Giants? That no. would be tough. No. That, that can't happen. The Giants can't allow that to happen. <laughs> That's not allowed. Dave, uh, Denver, what's going on, Dave? How you doing today? Good. What's going on, guys? Dave. Oh, it's good, I gotta, Dave. I got I to I meet that guy, Ryan. He's in Denver, too. He called earlier. You yeah. guys got to hook up, man. Exactly. Go to a nice dispensary. Yeah. Watch your game. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, tough tough weekend. Uh, Stein Jones, I'm not a fan of Stein Barkley, but the defense looked slow. They looked tired. They weren't, looks like, into the game. And two things that Banks said, and he said it twice, for the guys who played 100%. And then he said it again. Yeah. Like, if there's guys not playing 100% for that game against the Eagles, I want them off the team. Uh, like, what did he? Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting observation, Dave, because I heard it too. But I, I think I heard it differently than you. So stick, stick with me for a second. I yeah. heard it as for the guys that were playing 100% but still weren't good enough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so they're giving yeah. it their all, but they they also just aren't good enough against a team that's as, was superior than them in the, in the Eagles. But I, now that you said yeah. that, I can hear what you're saying. That that Right, because you could watch the game. And, like, yeah, so maybe he's, saying, maybe he's saying a lot of guys weren't playing 100%. I, I, yeah, like, I heard it differently than you, but either one of those could have been his intent. Because, I mean, I mean, Julian Love, right? He tackles all year. This year, like that game, ah. Like, yeah. yeah. No, he absolutely, he he definitely, I mean, Julian just, he played very poorly. Yeah. There's no way around So, that. were we not prepared? Like, I hate saying this, but. <sighs> I, I, this is why, so look, this is why on 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 Monday, Dave, I, I couldn't help but say the intensity of the moment and the environment had an impact on this team. Because all year long, I don't care how beat up they were. I don't care how inexperienced any of these guys were. They came in and they played hard. 
and they looked up for the task, even if they were overmatched. And sometimes they hung around, made it a one possession, and won those games. I mean, the last thing I would have expected, in fact, I remember saying this, the Giants are, there's no way they're getting blown out. They might lose, but there's no way they're getting blown out. They got blown out, and I don't have an easy answer. I do. They're not nearly as good. They got blown out the first time they played them. Yeah. Why is that so hard to wrap our minds around? Because the first time the circumstances around the, the first game were they were just different. It was just like after the the punt, the, whatever the punt, it was twenty one nothing. All of it. No, I think that was made at fourteen. I can't remember the sequence now, but it, it just got away from them in two drives. But the same thing happened again. Yeah, same thing happened Saturday. But this one was self inflicted because they went for it on fourth and eight. And well, so was the punt self inflicted. Yeah, but that was just kind of a dump. I don't know. It just it just felt different to me. Did it? It did. It did. It felt like they were playing hard at home that week one game, that, that week 14 game, and they were just overmatched. This game, it felt like they weren't playing hard. It was just different. It felt different to me. That part, you know, that part I can't refute. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's odd because we're we're disagreeing, but when you – when you finish, yeah, we're with saying that, the same thing, right? But it just it they just felt didn't different. look like they played hard. They no. didn't, and that's just that's confounding. I, I, that's and inexcusable. By the way, I've never, that's, I've never uh, said that. I've never said that about them. Even against even the blowout earlier in the season, I think they were playing hard. They yeah. were just making mistakes. Yeah, yeah. First time against Philly. Yeah, the week yep. fourteen game. They played hard in that game. They just made a lot of mistakes. I think we thought they played hard against Detroit when they got knocked around against mm-hmm. the Lions. They just made a couple of mistakes yep. there. Yeah, the the lack of effort. Now, here's the thing. If and it the, shows up on little things like criticizing Julian Love for not wrapping up. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, when you when there's a big disparity in talent, max effort required. Mm-hmm. When there's, you know, it's negligible, you can maybe mail in certain spots that it's not detectable. Yeah. So maybe maybe we're kind of both right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a monster disparity. That, there's no and, doubt well, about Well, you it. know that, too, so yeah. you're, you're saying that as well. And they didn't play particularly hard. I don't like saying that. You know, I have no problem really saying anything. You've been with me long enough. But I I don't really like saying professionals didn't play hard. But when you miss that many tackles. That's what I'm saying. There are circumstances because I didn't play the game, right? That's one thing. And there's got to be a little delineation. Like, But if I see an NBA team just not fighting through screens or not getting back in transition defense, I can say you're just not dialed in. Yeah. And there were things in that Giants game where they were not dialed in. Daniel Jones dropped back 27 times in this game. He was pressured on 59% of those. Yeah. 59. That's gross. gross. 59% of his dropbacks. Mm -hmm. How the hell are you doing anything? Nothing. (laughs) No, you're not. You're definitely not. No, 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 no argue with that, man. All right, TK 877-337-6666 is the number. We've got an hour to go. Cardinal Roberts coming up after us on a busy Wednesday right here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 